think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of End of Regulation. Uh, we got a, a skeleton crew going tonight. It's going to be just myself and Tommy Lasagna coming in from Richmond. That's right. Tom, how you doing, That's buddy? right. Uh, riding a little short tonight, but, you know, we're going to hold it down for you. We got a ton to talk about. Uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to cover a little banter tonight, and then really the, the meat of tonight is going to cover fantasy football quarterback breakdown uh we got fantasy football right around the corner and, and football in general right around the corner so uh just to give you guys a little preview we'll break down you know who are going to be the top performing qbs come fantasy football season who are the busts who should you who you should avoid and uh and all that good stuff so uh without further ado tom what do we got on the uh what do we got for banter this week uh well first i'd like to also point out that i'm a uh two-time back-to-back second place fantasy football champion um and i'm trying to make that three in a row this year um oh you're just shooting for second place now it's i mean it seems like that's you've just it's you've, it's you've given up that's not really it's the destiny. patriot mentality my friend uh well we can talk about the patriot mentality because i don't know what the patriot mentality is anymore i think t- today the the details came out and so brady signed what was a two-year deal through two, two or the excuse me, through the 2021 season um, after just turning 42 years old on like Saturday or Sunday. 42 years old, guaranteed to make $25 million this year and then an average of you know 20 to $23 million over the next season. However, I come out to find that this contract completely voids at the end of the 2019 season. So all of the numbers, all of the... Sh- whatever the details are just for show brady is voids voids on what basis this is i don't know a call an agent ask the nfl do something i could not i don't know how this like little kicker is in the contract it's but yeah it sounds like a fake contract yeah exactly but it's real and he can just say nah i'm good i don't want this um so i don't really know what's going on in new england right now okay so that actually no. So it benefits the Patriots because if Tom is like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna hang him up. I, I, you know, I just don't have it in me anymore. Then the Patriots aren't gonna owe him the the total uh, withstanding on that contract. So it's really him doing a, a favor to the Patriots, being like, hey, let's lock in the contract now. But if I decide to hang him up, it's not gonna it's not gonna come out of your guys' pocket. Well, the the money is okay, but. Have the Patriots ever gone out and spent a ton of money on a big name player? No. Yeah, but when a guy wins you fucking six rings, I think I think it you know warrants. Well, that's the issue. Twenty three million dollars a year. That's what I mean. I feel like he's disrespected. He's like, no, if you're not gonna pay me what I'm worth, then I'm gone. And he knows that he can do that because if you look behind him, he's got Brian Hoyer and Auburn draftee Jarrett Stidham. Brady, yeah. Brady could break both his legs and still start over both of those guys. Yeah, and that's fair. However, as we've seen before with Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer and Jimmy Garoppolo, you can pretty much put any 
You oh, could put me please. behind center there, oh, and we would still go fucking five and zero, six and zero. Please. And this is coming from a guy who's not a Patriots fan. It is a system. There, it's a system quarterback's dream to play for Bill Belichick. Uh, I disagree. I, I really think it's Ben Brady. I think it's always been Brady. Uh, crazy. You're you're crazy. No, I don't think. I think Belichick takes more credit for what is done and what is improvised on the field by Brady. Um, but you know we can we can save that for a different day because the biggest issue is him leaving. Um, so just well, buddy. I mean, I don't. I, you know, I gotta I gotta give it to you straight here. I mean, he's going to be gone at some point. You know. Well, the issue is that he just sold or he he listed his house in Brookline. Um, on the market. You know who else did that before leaving? LeBron, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. This is the thing now. You sell your house and you get the fuck out the following year and go get paid. Which works. Well, he's not going to go anywhere else. He'll retire. No, he doesn't. There's yeah. no shot. He'll retire. You know, no shot in hell he'd go anywhere else. But, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, he's here for this season. I'm still pretty afraid of the Pats, but not to, you know, uh, go too far off track, but the Jets seem like they're a pretty competitive team this year. Just saying. I'm just adding Ryan uh, Khalil. They got some other offensive linemen. They got weapons. Just saying. I mean, solid. They defense. have a healthy Le'Veon Bell, who is seemingly out with the biggest chip on his shoulder anyone has in the NFL. Um, yeah, look out when look out when he goes back to Pittsburgh, or, or you know, vice versa, wherever wherever they play the Steelers, uh, he's gonna try to show out that game but i think i think the biggest thing about the jets this year is how is sam darnold going to progress how is he going to play especially with a, you know a solid option in Le'Veon bell behind him that helps out a young quarterback knowing you can kind of lean on the run but then you also have a playmaker like robbie williams or yeah well, ugh, robbie um anderson, anderson who, sorry my bad like robbie anderson who Darnold can, I feel like they're going to really connect because he was a pretty decent receiver last year. And I, th- yeah, the guy comes with some baggage, but that's yeah. beside the point. Uh, who doesn't, you, you got to love fantasy players with a little baggage, though. Keep it interesting. No, dude. I mean, trust me, I've, dra- I've drafted Josh Gordon like every year possible, regardless of his situation. And it always, always, always comes back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he's, uh, the guy he's just applying can't stop for reinstatement weed. again. I just, yeah, I saw that, but I mean, I, I like Josh Gordon. Everyone says he's a great guy, but how many how many chances can you give a guy to just like be on the straight and narrow? Yeah, I don't um, I don't think he's a great guy. <laughs> I think he's I know I I think sorry he's, Josh. I mean, the guy just like smoking weed. It's okay, yeah. you know. Fair enough. But whatever, we'll see how that all progresses. If he does come back, Patriots offense is going to be pretty pretty uh, locked and loaded. So. I don't. I know for a fact I'm not going to take him in fantasy this year. I, I'm, I've learned my lesson. If he drops to the right spot, I might reconsider that statement. Maybe. I mean, but always worth a shot, though. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, what else have we got here? Uh, well, on the note, I guess of Sam Darnold, what do you think about Lamar Jackson this year? Um, a lot of what I've been reading is that the second-year quarterback has been focusing a lot on throwing the ball and much less running. Um, not to mention that they just signed Mark Ingram, who will undoubtedly look to take over a majority of those touches. 
So it, yeah. it seems like they're trying to become more balanced after you know the Ravens basically just ran the shit out of Lamar Jackson into you know playoff contention. Yeah, I mean last year they did the whole running back by committee style, which they've kind of always done, and you know even go, like not you know not when they had Jamal Lewis, but they've done that for a, a bunch of years now, where they've kind of just had like three guys that kind of just throw them in whenever. Um, but yeah, getting you know getting a Mark Ingram in there is a big thing. I mean, what do you expect him to do other than work on his passing? Like, well, why? There's no reason to work on your running if you already run a four four, and there's, it's just not a problem. Well, you the can do that in his fucking sleep. The appeal now is that they have Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma, probably Dude, the most electric filthy. player in the draft class. He's filthy. My big concern though is who else do they really have? Exactly. And so, if you're telling me his best option is to hand the ball off, or you know, probably. Who, I'd assume that Hollywood Brown is already the number one guy there. You know, a number one guy being a rookie, how how well is that, that really going to work? It, yeah, so here's the thing. If you're, if you're drafting, you know, your quarterback, if you're going to take Lamar Jackson, do not take him until the, one of the very late rounds, assuming he's still going to be on the board. He just comes with too many question marks. I mean, there's way better, better people that you can add to your team even if he's just a backup quarterback to have in case your starter goes down. And Lamar Jackson, like, you know, he'll, he'll have his highlights and all that, but to I think to I think I would feel from comfortable. From a fantasy perspective, is, is insane. I think I would definitely have, be comfortable with him as a backup. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, fade Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, at least in the earlier rounds. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're going to go – I mean, if you're going to go after any of the sophomore Q- QBs, it's got to be Baker. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's easy, no two ways about easy. it. I mean, that's what. Yeah, everyone, you got to go for everyone it. Everyone is, everyone has said that Josh Allen looks very good. I don't care. And Josh he Allen plays does, in fucking Buffalo, dude. He does, he does play in Buffalo, which, which, you know, granted, they, you know, they play a tough schedule and and all that. That's it doesn't bode well for him. So, Baker Mayfield, he's a QB one for sure. QB one, just one A, just dude. with the amount. Yeah, he he's like a top five. I think he's going to be a top five quarterback this season, fantasy-wise. He did throw a lot of interceptions. I'm, I'm really hoping to see that kind of straighten out now that, you know, he has an, a, a year to learn this offense. Because if you think about it, like, Freddie Kitchens came in halfway through, and they probably scrapped a lot. And, you know, now he's coming in with, I think, a much better <clears throat> understanding, a year under his belt, uh, and two of the best <laughs> receivers in the league in Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and and David Njoku is no no chump either I, as a tight end. I, lo- option. I love Njoku, love him this Dude, year. Dude, he's 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 a freak athlete. He was a New Jersey State champion in the high jump in high school. He's got just he, a little. He's a got, little, a, he's little got little some fun hand fact issues though, like like catching ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah his, his catching ability is not great, but I mean, give you know give it to him in space or just throw it, throw it up, and and he's got a pretty good chance of coming down with it. Um. But yeah, so as far as sophomore QBs, it's got to go like Baker, and then I would say Sam Darnold is probably a pretty safe bet in terms of just out of the those four quarterbacks who are going to be sophomores, and then I'd go Josh Allen and Lamar. I think I would put Lamar over Josh Allen, but yeah, Baker, Sam, and then I'll take I don't Lamar. like I, I personally don't like Josh Allen as like a I, he just doesn't really vibe with me, but I do think that he's got a better he's got a better supporting cast, and he's got. It was just a better arm in general. Yeah, he is a freak. Um, but dude, uh, somewhat big news coming out of Arizona, and not news in the sense of something 
you know, bad happening. But Larry Fitzgerald saying that that Kyler's coming in. He's never seen a rookie come in with this understanding of an NFL playbook. That's big time, man. That is praise. What I did, I did, I did a little research on this today. I totally forgot that they have Christian Kirk opposite Larry Fitzgerald, dude. And Christian Kirk yes. is a freak yes. too. So big on Christian Kirk. I think last year he kind of just got dealt a shitty hand with you know their whole quarterback and offense situation. David Johnson really not being the guy that we wanted him to come back as. Uh, but yes, especially the Christian Kirk. Um, but that means Kyler Murray is going to be that dude. And Ky- Kyler's going to be the dude. He looks, dude, I'll tell you what, man. He looks swagged out. There's too much in, hype in the- not for him to be nasty. I know. I I had I was a little apprehensive, you know, taking him number one overall. Um, I thought the kid's – I think he's a, an amazing athlete. But his personality always kind of irked me a little bit, kind of, you know, made me think to myself, like, is, is this guy really, like – mature enough for an NFL team and NFL, you know, schedule and all that stuff. Um, but dude, he's got all the weapons. He's got, you know, 100% healthy David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, kind of the wily vet to kind of help this kid out. Yeah. And then, and then Christian Kirk is kind of their electric option. Yeah. He's got to be the playmaker. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for Kyler Murray. Uh, just because I, I, I like, I, I like the Cardinals. Um, as as a team, as a franchise, and uh, it's it's a poor shame when they're just getting their shit handed to them year in and year out. Uh, I really feel bad for my roommate Weston. Uh, he's the biggest Cardinals. He's the only Cardinals fan I know. Um, and he's yeah. What the hell's a Cardinals fan doing in Virginia? It's a long story. Uh, very sad story. Ended up being a Cards fan. Um, Jeez, that's tough. But I mean, dude. They, other than that, like they do have a solid team. Like defensively, you know, they they, they look pretty solid. Having Patrick Peterson be suspended is a bummer, but not he's not suspended. What is he? Four four games? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. But so you know, when he's back, that'll that'll really help them out. But they've got a solid team, man. Um, I just I don't think you know. Are they going to go playoff bound? I, it's hard to say. They'll probably float around that five hundred range. You know freshman Q or rookie QB, you know, new coach, still figuring things out. Oh no. But See, I think I think they're gonna take the division. I think I think they're coming out guns blazing. Um, you know, this has almost been something that's in the works for two or three seasons now when Kingsbury said he would draft them. Um and he, you know he did. It's coming to fruition. Um, you know, this is a vision and it's 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 going to be it's going to be crazy, dude. What this kid's going the, to do. I'm I'm the, it, throwing myself out there now. Kyler Murray is going to be nasty, dude. The Arizona management they think you know they think they think they're going to catch lightning in a bottle with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, but because because they're they're using like the Sean McVay method of like oh he's like a young guy he's got kind of like a unique outlook on offense and, and kind of like this offensive guru. But as far as I'm concerned, man, I don't know if Lightning's going to strike twice here. You know, like, I, yeah. I mean, Sean McVay came into a team that has Aaron Donald and has uh, Josh Rosen. Or not Josh Rosen. Um, remind me his name. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. Jared, yeah, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. You know, and, and so I think Sean McVay went into a bit of a better situation than Cliff is going into. So. 
with that said, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. I think Kyler Murray is going to be worth picking up in fantasy. But I think you know, I think he's going to be don't the think Pat Mahomes 2.0. I fucking hope. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to say I don't hope so. I don't want to like root against somebody. Well, uh, I'll tell you, one guy I'm pulling for in this rookie class is Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know, being in Richmond, uh, the Skins practice here. I was able to go out and see him, uh, get, get a few reps in, and uh, training camp was sweet. And let me tell you, Haskins, he looks to be the real deal. He's like physically, he's got the strongest arm of the, you know, the bunch, the, the broken bunch of Washington Dude. Redskins quarterbacks. Um, w- with Case Keenum probably being starting, but um, you know he's not gonna. He's got he's got a, he's got about as short of a leash as you can get. Yeah, I mean, if if we come out and we're one and three, one and four, um, you know, Dwayne Haskins has the physical capabilities to do it. It's just gonna be a matter of him getting his head around what is trying to you know what's trying to happen here in DC. Um, and I I think he can do it. Uh, He's just a, a physical specimen, and he came in saying, you know, nine other teams are going to regret, you know, not drafting me earlier, and I fucking love that attitude. Um, I'm all about these young quarterbacks, you know. Uh, Brady's on his way out, so I'm trying to, you know, come up with uh, what, what the, the new era quarterback looks like, and I think it looks like Kyler Murray all, and Dwayne Haskins. They're all cockies. They're all <laughs> They're a cocky bunch. I mean, you know, with the exception being Daniel Jones, who looks like a scared little puppy out there. Yeah, um, that that's tough. But, I mean, I, just real quick, you went to the Redskins spring training, right? Uh, training camp, and you yeah. Didn't, you, whatever. And you didn't get a, a picture or a little interview or a quote. I mean, Tom, we're trying to run a podcast here, buddy. Yeah, that was... This is perfect golden opportunity to just, you know... That was my bad get him to sign something and be like hey what do you think about this and that and then he says it and you go okay cool like i'm gonna use that (laughs) (laughs) i'll see what i can do well uh i mean they're coming back get back out there buddy i need i need you to take some initiative here all right i'll get my uh my reporter hat on and go make it happen yeah just make a make a fake press pass and and get in there (laughs) what 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 should we ask the, the redskins um, Maybe, how do well, you, well, what do you? How do you feel about being called the Redskins? How does it feel to be like the worst fucking team in football year in and year out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How does it feel to be the, the absolute pinata of the NFC East? Yeah. <laughs> what What are you guys gonna do when the Giants spank you twice with Daniel Jones at the helm? <laughs> Daniel fucking Jones. <laughs> well, the the bigger issue is that Trent Williams is like not reporting to camp either. Yeah, well, he's kind of an asshole. So honestly, I hope he doesn't. I, I think hope he he's holds gonna come forever. to New England, and we're gonna be nasty. Speaking of speaking of holdouts, uh, and not to jump over to running backs, but is, is Zeke playing? Is he? Uh, he says he's, he'll pull a levy on if he has to. Dude, Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones is fork it over. Jerry Jones is not going to cave now. He's in too deep, and if you think that he's going to let one player, I don't care who it is, dictate what he does with his money, then you haven't been paying attention to who Jerry Jones is. Uh, being said, I think it has major fantasy implications for Dak. As much as I love the, you know, what Dak and Amari Cooper were able to do last year, uh, without 
Zeke holding it down. I don't really know if a lot of that happens. A lot of those play actions, uh, a lot of those plays where, you know, just having to be mindful of what Ezekiel Elliott can do opens up so many opportunities. And without, yeah. without that, I think Dak sucks. I think he's a terrible decision maker. I think he's got a bitch arm. And I think his first instinct has always been, you know, run. And and then, you know, if I got to throw it, I'll throw it. Yeah, but the problem is he's not even that fast. I mean, he can, like, escape pressure, but he's not – he's no – Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, I meant, like, run first offense. But, yeah, he doesn't have the – Oh, oh, yeah. I think he's I think he's overemphasized as being a scrambling quarterback, too. And it's a contract year. So, like, he – He's got to do well if he wants. He's to get on the contract here. Zeke has two years left on his rookie deal. Right. Dak is on his contract year though, and I mean, it, dude, I mean, getting a, a game-changing running back is not very easy. Like, I know everyone loves the argument of, oh, like running backs aren't that valuable. You can just—they're pretty replaceable. Having someone like Zeke, having like someone like Saquon, having someone like Todd Gurley. They're they're pretty irreplaceable players on your team. Oh yeah, I mean they're among the top five overall fantasy players. All three of those names that you just mentioned are pretty much unanimous across all PPR leagues. So we'll see. I I would I would hate. Okay, so I have personal interest in this because in one of my leagues that's a it's a keeper league. I have, you get to pick two keepers. One's gonna be Pat Mahomes. My first round pick from last year was Zeke. Okay. And I'm like, do I keep him or do I just tr- go keep somebody? Like, you know, it, it's it's a tough little spot to be in. Um, you got you got to keep Pat Mahomes. Okay, I know I'm definitely keeping Pat, but I get one more. I'm thinking about take. I'm thinking about keeping Calvin Ridley as like a four. He'd be like a 14th round pick. Uh, that's actually a pretty good idea. Um. Other than that, I don't think you, I don't think you can hold on to Zeke, especially given what Le'Veon did, um, and how well that worked out for him. He's healthy. He's in great shape. He's in a new new environment, new team where it's all about him. And Zeke's yeah. looking at that like, damn, I want that, and I know I can make more than Le'Veon. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, luckily for me, I don't have to pick my keepers until the day before the draft. Mm. So hopefully, we'll see hopefully how it plays this- out. Something happens. But uh, anyways, let's move on to the next section. We're going to do a little buy or sell for quarterbacks for the 2019 fantasy football season. Uh, Let's kind of go, not rapid, but, you know, let's keep it moving through these people. Um, First on the the board is Jameis Winston, the crab leg thief. (laughs) Well, yeah, Jameis is also in a contract year, um, but he's just been so hit or miss, I feel. And it's crazy because Mike Evans is always a top five fantasy receiver, which means that to one extent, Winston is getting it done. But again, going back to the whole idea without a run game, really uh, at at least a clear-cut RB1. I don't know if I like Jameis. Um, They got rid of a couple um, big big receivers last year, and they're basically um, just left with Mike Evans. Um, and they got uh, O.J. Howard. And O.J. Howard, yeah. Um, actually, very big body tight think end. He's like, I don't think he's any sort of game-changing tight end. I mean, I saw today that Bruce Arians, there's some report that he doesn't really trust the ball in, in Jameis' hands. And think about it, Mike Evans, last season, for 
what six games had Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick thrown to him. Mm-hmm. So, well, and that's the other thing. Now that Fitzpatrick's out of the equation, like it really isn't Jameis's job to lose, which worries me. I have no idea who their backup quarterback is. I don't even think they have one. <laughs> it's just they're, they're going with the single quarterback I'm roster. I love it. Play with ten out of the Wildcat. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, dude. No Deshaun Jackson. I just don't. I just don't see it. I'm selling him too. Um, next up, actually, we can skip Dak. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sell Dak as well. Uh, it's obviously a little bit contingent on Zeke, but Amari Cooper. I mean, he does have Amari Cooper, Alan Hearns, Randall Cobb, Jason Witten. However, I just I just don't think Dak is gonna move the needle. I don't think he's gonna be like win you a league. No, he he he'll be like a top fifteen quarterback. That's not gonna really that's not gonna cut it. I I always operate out of the assumption that I like my quarterback to be my best player on the team. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to spend that on Dak either. Uh, We're selling Dak. You're sold. Bitch. Another um, another sell, I think. Uh, another might yeah, might be crazy, but Big Ben, I'm I think I'm selling. Uh, I'm selling him too, man. Dude, no Antonio Brown, he's got Juju. That's great. I, I think Juju. But, I think Juju is a very very good player, but the difference between him and Antonio Brown in terms of route running and just knowledge, reading defenses. It's day and night, and he's not going to be Antonio Brown. Um, and, and obviously, Big Ben's getting older. You know, he's always known for taking Dude. all these hits. Like, how how many more seasons can he Yo, just get lit up? Big Ben, Big Ben is one knee injury away from playing in a wheelchair. That's what, dude. I I right? I don't want to wish it upon any player, but if you had to name, you know, three players who were going to get hurt this year, numbers one, two, and three would be Ben Roethlisberger for me. A hundred percent. And dude, the reason why Juju was so great, like not to take, not to be disrespectful or anything. Like, I think the guy's got a ton of talent. The reason why he's so great is because Antonio Brown was in that offense. Yeah. I mean, teams have to double Antonio. So they, they, Juju's on one-on-one and he's a big physical receiver and, you know, he's able to, to take that, to, you know, carry that load. So I'm selling big Ben. Sell. Um, Sell. Especially, you know, be happy when you see somebody draft Big Ben this year, um, because I I think he's going to be the biggest quarterback bust uh, of the 2019 season. Um, but on that note, uh, one guy I think is actually going to be a sleeper pick in terms of quarterbacks is Jimmy G. A uh, little little bias here, uh, being a New England fan. But I'm all in on Jimmy G. Uh, the the small sample size that he does have has been great. Uh, I think Dante <clears throat> Pettis is going to be another electric guy who's really going to make a name for himself this season. And uh, Debo Samuel, uh, love this kid, second round pick. Basically, I thought who was a steal in this year's draft. I think he's going to be a weapon. Um, he was a kid out of Ohio State. Uh, South Carolina, I think. South Carolina, that's right. Yeah. Yep. South Carolina, and and they have George Kittle at tight end, who Kittle was a beast last year, probably second or third overall behind Kelsey and Ertz. So, 
all the, the the talent is there in terms of offense, and I think it's going to translate well for Jimmy G. I like it. I think he's top ten quarterback. You know, like we said, the sample size we've seen, he looks pretty damn good. Um, we'll always it's always tough saying you know coming off an injury like that to you know see how he'll rebound, but uh, yeah, I think I think he's a buy. T- yeah. I think he's a buy. We're buying. I mean, All right. Yep. We're buying him. Put him on your roster. You know, if you also have another, you know, top end quarterback, you can kind of sit him on the bench for a little bit. And if he starts breaking out, you put him in. You put him in, and then you can. You've got trade bait for whoever the other guy is. Is the way I'd play it at least. Um. Carson Wentz. Sure. Sure, buddy. Give me Carson Wentz. He's got, dude, he's got weapons on weapons on weapons on weapons. I think Carson Wentz is a player, you take him early. If you're between, you know, Wentz and another player, think long and hard before you pass up on this guy. Uh, Because when he is healthy, he is deadly. And it seems that the Deshaun Jackson, Carson Wentz, connection is deadly in training camp not to mention just Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar Zach Ertz yeah man I'm Ooh, scared that's, I think that's scary shit it's, it's I, got, nasty. I just gave I myself think, chills uh, dude Eagles are primed to take the NFC East as far as I'm concerned uh, yeah I think it's going to be a kick I mean I think it's going to be I think between the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins, it's a uh, it's a bit of a walk in the park. Um, yeah, I'm buying I'm buying him too. I'm not going to draft him out of out of uh, pure fandom of being a Giants fan. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't. You know, yes, sir. He'll I be, can I appreciate the, the allegiance. So, your is that your confirmation that you're drafting Daniel Jones? What pick <laughs> will you be using on Daniel Jones? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't even give someone a penny for Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And Eli, even less. And Eli, I would give half a penny. Yes, that's correct. Um, uh, all right, so I, yeah, I don't want to talk about the Giants because it's just going to get me all. It's going to. Uh, it's my heart rate's already increasing. Okay. Even just the sense of talking about them. Um, but yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins, number thirteen QB in twenty eighteen. He's got nasty receivers, Diggs and Thielen. You know, pretty high powered offense. Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Uh, who's their tight end? Rudolph, Kevin Rudolph, <laughs> Kyle, Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, Kevin Rudolph. Nice, Tom. <laughs> big, big football guy over here. Um, yeah, dude, Kirk's gonna be fine. I mean, I think he's a buy too. He's another. I think in year one they kind of had some bumps and bruises and some rough patches, but I mean, Thielen going down never helps. Um, so I think with Thielen back healthy. Diggs is is awesome, man. I think that dude is talented as is as talented as anyone, um, and I think with Thielen there, it'll it'll kind of spread out the defenses a little bit. And uh, I like Kirk to go top ten. I don't want to say top five. It's it's kind of it's a bold pick. See, I so I am so on the opposite wavelength here. Top ten, top ten. We'll call that elite. Um. No, Kirk, I do not see as a good... I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about the Minnesota offense in general this year. I don't think Kirk's sort of persona fits the the Stephon Diggs, the Thielens, uh, you know, a lot of big names on their defense that you'd mentioned. Uh, 
Kirk just, I don't know. He just, Mr. Nice Guy, he needs to be cutthroat Kirk, uh, which he's just, he's just not. I don't think he's got it. He doesn't have the juice. And so I'm selling on him. Yeah, but dude, he's a stat patter. Like, he always, and when he was in Washington, he always had good stats, regardless of how the team performance was. Wins and losses. Yeah, I think I might just, you know, being a somewhat NFC fan of the Redskins now that I live down here, maybe it is just a little hatred towards, towards Kirk. You're, you're, a, you're a hater. Uh, it's okay, Tom. Some people are lovers, some people are haters. I just saw him be, me- just just saw him be mediocre for so long. It, it's just ingrained in me. That's fair. I mean, you know, a winning team does produce fantasy value, right? Produces results. It means you're scoring points and all that good shit. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to buy him as as someone who's going to put up good stats. But, uh, you know, whatever. To each his own, Tom. Go draft him, actually. All right. Well, we'll take it out your way a bit. What do you think of Derek Carr and the Raiders this year? I think Derek Carr stinks like shit. (laughs) And I wouldn't draft him. I, there's no trade or no no situation in which I would draft him. Really, I would go draft Daniel Jones before Derek Carr, even with Antonio Brown. I just, you know, I, I Derek Carr's never. I, I I get to watch him play out here because I'm like right next to Oakland, and he just doesn't do it for me, man. He just I just don't see I just don't see it in him. He doesn't make accurate throws. Granted, last year like they were brutal got rid of Amari Cooper I, he just doesn't last doesn't year was a big blow up year though for Gruden now it's it's everything Gruden is this is it though you know what I'm saying yeah now it's now it's Chucky's world and I don't know I, I'm kind of about it I think that the whole Gruden thing is on you know it, basically you buy or sell this year they gave him Antonio Brown um, you know they've made some line moves that are supposed to be an upgrade um, particularly re- releasing Donald Penn was, in my mind, questionable. Um, I think he was a bit of a, a locker room cancer. Yeah, and so given that, the at least from the Raiders' standpoint, Cooper was that so, so sort of same issue with Gruden. Um, I don't know. I'm buying. I think I would buy on Derek Carr. I would put him in the same category as Lamar Jackson, where like I will be ecstatic if I can get Derek Carr as my backup QB. Oh, okay, I was I was really struggling to uh, find the comparison there, but f- fair. I'm not gonna draft him, so he's all yours. I'll take him. Uh, I'll take. I'll and take then a last flyer. but not least, and bu- last but not least, and buy or sell. <laughs> Big Dick Nick Nick Foles. Dude, uh, Nick Foles. What he? What are we thinking? <laughs> um, I think he is just. I I mean, he's Nick Foles. If you think he's gonna change now, you're just you haven't been paying attention. Keep saying it. You haven't been paying Super attention. Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles. And since what then, a- has been playing with his hazard lights on at about twenty percent speed for the better part of you know the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, I mean they do have they they they've got. Options, man. He's got Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, Keenan Cole. I mean, yeah, I Keelan Cole. I love all those players, I, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell him because I just I just don't buy it. Like, other than the playoffs, which was largely due to their defensive ability. Just saying, 
Um, Agreed. I I just don't I don't think it was like Nick Foles. I mean, it was Carson Wentz that got them to the playoffs. Nick Foles just had to like not fuck up, and he didn't fuck up, which is great. Good for him. Um, but I'm selling him. Yeah, you know, uh, you're not gonna be on my team, Nick. Just, Sorry. Uh, yeah, Nick Foles is among the elite list of players that I will look at and say, "Sorry, no, I don't care what the value is, but I just can't have you." Yeah. Um. All right. So that's it for buy or sell. Let's uh let's hit on these last few parts here. Um, going to 2019, who are your top three quarterbacks? Uh. Well, just to clear the elephant in the room we both agree that patrick mahomes is the number one quarterback correct yeah okay so Mahomes mahomes aside i'm big on deshaun watson this year uh given you know he has a lot of young talent um in receivers like kiki kuti might have the best name in football um and then you have deandre hopkins who deandre hopkins in my mind is the best receiver in football dude he's one he I love DeAndre. I had him on both my teams last year, uh, and he just—he was a beast. He just is a—he—he just fears God, bro. You know, he just fears God, bro. He only fears God. Only God. And uh, well, and he's and he's got Will Fuller. Will Fuller, uh, probably one of the biggest, like you know, playmaker playmakers of the last couple of seasons, but he's also missed like. 16 games in two seasons so yeah, you're, you're he, playing with fire little, when you want fragile. roll fuller yeah yeah he's he's a, he's like he's made out of glass yeah he didn't, he didn't to, drink uh, much milk similar as a to, kid similar to gardner i just like gardner dude that's what i was just thinking just fragile fragile and small like gardner fragile, or fragile brent. physically emotionally like gardner and brent know, yeah. It's, yeah yeah um all right, so I, I was going to say the other ones that I had, uh, Drew Brees, I mean, you got to put him on the list, and the guy shows out every single season. Oh, yeah. They don't, like, having Michael Tom Michael Thomas is a freak in himself. The guy's going to have 12 catches every single game. Can't guard Mike, baby. Can't, can't guard Mike. So I'm throwing Drew Brees in there. Um, against my better judgment, I'm going to put Philip Rivers probably as a, ah, it's so hard to, fu- I can't even, I can't even say that without, like, grimacing. Well, the, I'm really not a Phil Rivers fan. The issue with Rivers have, is is Melvin Gordon. Yeah, but dude, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson are oh, perfectly please. capable They're receiving scrubs. running backs and just running backs in general. Justin Jackson looked great last season. He, so small sample size. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. Uh, you got Hunter Henry at tight end. I think Rivers is going to be. I don't know about top three. He'll be top five. Really? So I'm gonna go my top three for the record. My top three is Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go Mahomes, Watson, and then I also like Andrew Luck. He is dealing with another injury right now, though. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, he's he's a fragile little boy. If he too. leaves the front door and it's not to go play football, I want him to have bubble wrap on at all times. <laughs> If I if I'm the head coach there, I want my quarterback got a, literally bubble wrapped. He should do that. He should do that stuff with uh, that parents do with toddlers, where they put that <laughs> the foam stuff around all the, the corners of the tables. 
Oh goodness! You just never he know, Andrew. It. You know those 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 tables in those corners. You don't want to stub your toe. Just, he'd, he'd break his foot if he stubbed his toe. They just come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, being being said, if he can stay healthy, what he did the last like six weeks of last year was pretty incredible. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, the luck T. Y. Hilton train when it's rolling, it's hard to stop. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna throw absolutely. luck in there. Um, I guess lastly. Uh, who do you not like in 2019? Who is your absolute, so, like, this dude is going to bust? So, okay, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with two picks. And these guys – it's tough because, like, when you want to talk about a bust, you want to talk about someone who's expected to perform. Right. But then just doesn't, right? These guys are already – the bust label is already being etched onto their fucking helmets as we speak. Who you got? Marcus Mariota and, J- and Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we spoke a little on Jameis. Marcus Mariota, absolute bum. Like, I'm not even expecting him to be good, though. Like, it's almost expectation now that he, in, you know, whatever, the last 24, or he's got 24 touchdowns and 23 interceptions over his last two seasons. Uh, so he's your average, you know, the definition of mediocre. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if I'd label him as a bust. If he like, I'm almost expecting him to do poorly. But James, I'll do. I'll do another. I'll do another one that I love. I love to hate on this guy because the guy got paid a absolute boatload of money and just never performs to up to the standard. Uh, Matt Stafford. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. touch him with a ten foot pole. Oh no, I I don't, I don't have any faith in them, especially if you're gonna tell me. That players like Kenny Galladay are gonna be, you know, big time this year. Wide receiver ones, no more Golden Tate. Uh no, no, don't give me that. No, no shot. Stay the fuck away from Matt Stafford. So the biggest, uh, the biggest bust I yeah, got go for you, Cam Newton. I, I hate Cam Newton this year. Um, I think he's just been trending in a negative direction since his shoulder surgery in 2017. Uh, he just had another procedure done on his shoulder his last offseason. Uh, and I, I, as nasty as Christian McCaffrey is, the receivers that they have like surrounding him, I'm not really buying in on. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis Samuel was nice. He's okay. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, he had a decent rookie season, and now all of a sudden, no Devin Funches. He's about to be, you know, all of a sudden the new number one there. Again, I just don't see him kind of stepping up and being the guy that they need there. He, I think he's only like six foot, so that's not quite yeah. my desired you know, wide receiver. I one. actually, I, I have to agree with you there, man. I mean, it sounds to me like you don't expect him even to play a full season. No, it's hard to at this point. And the guy's, I mean, let's be honest, the guy's kind of an idiot when it comes to, like, avoiding contact. He seeks it. So, he literally does seek it, and, and every coach hates that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm selling on Cam Newton. I just, I don't think the Panthers have what it takes this year, and uh, that a lot of that is just going to stem from the lack of weapons. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be game-planned on like a son of a bitch, uh, which we'll get to. We can talk running backs next year, or ne- next year, next week, uh, hopefully when everyone's back uh, in the studio, though. Yeah. 
Um, I guess we should right, we should well, probably uh, uh, elaborate on that for the fans here. Sorry for not explaining. Well, that. yeah. So uh, Gardner's like exploring, or what is he? What is he doing? Um, I think he went to go he's see going to, he's, the movie. He's going Greece. to find himself in Greece. Oh, he's going to Greece. He had a mental, he had a mental breakdown. Uh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, Brent uh, again. It, it's one of these things that really deeply worries us when Brent just goes off the grid uh, for you know forty-eight to seventy-two hours. If you have heard or seen from Brent, um, please DM us. Let us know that he's all right. Um, and, you know, tell him we love him. Brent's got a tighter leash than Jameis Winston this season. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, on that note. That's going to come back to bite me in the ass. All right. Uh, uh, how about some buzzer beat Buzzer beat it. Um, all right. Well, I'll go first, Tom. So, uh, quick announcement. Big announcement. Just ecstatic about this. Um, the uh, New York Yankees this weekend, three-game series, included a doubleheader against the Boston Red Sox. And uh, we essentially took them out back, buried a bunch of graves, and put them six feet under. Just just swept Pretty them, much what took happened, the division, yeah. essentially, unless something like a miracle happens. Bearing an intervention from God himself. The Boston Red Sox season is over. The Red Sox might not even make the playoffs, and I can't. I'm I'm elated. So I'm just the game uh, tonight just over ended. The fucking moon. And we are officially losers to the Kansas City Royals tonight. Um, Andrew Kashner, the fucking coveted Baltimore Orioles pitcher that we picked up before the trade deadline, uh, got shelled for six runs, three dingers. Against the Royals. And you want to go to the playoffs? This is absurd. Um, but to not to take away from what New York is doing right now, um, aside from getting injured left and right, they're also winning baseball games left and right. But the Red Sox, you know, downward tailspin here really started against Tampa because we were only two and a half games out um, going into that series. And then we came out, you know, six games out or seven games out, uh, just like that. And then we parlayed that into the New York series and got spanked four times in three days. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little upset. Well, I'm not. I mean, granted, the injuries are a big cause uh, cause of concern. Oh, you also, got, yeah, you guys are the fucked pitch, now. The pitching rotation is a big cause of concern. So we do. there's still is work to be done. You guys are fucked um, bigly. But, I mean, when the Yankees sweep the Red Sox, life is good, baby. Uh, you know, a lot of things are going my way. I know. Um, um, the Yankees are winning. I'm moving to New York. I'll be back in time for playoffs. Sure, sure. Like, everything's, everything's good in the hood right now. Uh, well, uh, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy that um, you're obviously coming back to the East Coast. Uh, not happy about the Yankees, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and so wrap it up baby I, I guess I'll give you a little music history about a month ago uh, we had mentioned this on one of our episodes but Rick Ross's Port of Miami 2 drops this Friday and so tonight we're going to end it with a little Rick Ross from his debut album Port of Miami Bows. let's go baby Tom always a pleasure All right. to everyone out there Thanks for joining in. Stay safe. Make sure to check us out on social media. 
that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, please make sure to click, click subscribe on iTunes and Spotify so you can stay up to date with all the new episodes. That's right. Uh, we love you all. Love you. Have a Peace. Think you're fucking with, I'm the fucking boss. 745, white on white, that's fucking Ross. I cut them wide, I cut them long, I cut them fat. I keep them coming back, we keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution, I'm like Atlantic. I got the motherfuckers flying across the Atlantic. I know Pablo, Pablo, Noriega, the real Noriega. He owe me a hundred favors. I ain't petty, nigga. We buy the whole thing. See, most of my niggas really still deal cocaine. My roof back, roof back. My money ride. I'm on the pedal, show you what I'm running like. When they snatch black, I cry for a hundred nights. He got a hundred bodies, serving a hundred lights. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day, I'm, every day, I'm. we never steal cars, but we deal hard. Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard. I call the charge. I call the charge. Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard. Ain't about no funny shit. Steal bitches and business. I'm on my money shit. Still whipping them beans. Major League. Who catching because I'm pitching? Jose can say go just snitching because he finish. I feed them steroids to strengthen up all my chickens. They flying over Pacifics to be specific. Triple C's, you know it's fact. We holding sex. So nigga gon' rap. Run and tell them that. Mo cars. Mo hoes. Mo clothes. Mo clothes. Every day I'm hustling. 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 Time to spend my thrills, custom spinning wheels. I ain't drove in a week, them bitches spinning steel. Talk about me, cause these suckers scared to talk about me. Killers talking about me, it ain't no talk about me. It ain't no walking around me. See all these killers around me, lot of drug dealing around me, going down in Dade County. Don't tote no 22, Magnum cost me 22, sat it on them 22, birds go for 22. Lil' mama super thin, she say she 22, she seen them 22, we in room 222. I touch work like I'm convertible Burt, I got distribution so I'm converting the work, in the M.I.A. yo, them niggas rich off, steady slanging, my shit been banging, every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling.